My name is Nick Flower, and I'm a clinical psychologist who specializes in behavior therapy. And I'm Lauren McLean, and I am a therapist who specializes in behavioral therapy as well. Welcome to Psychologically Incorrect. This is a podcast about real life through the lens of behavioral psychology and applying the lessons of clinical psychology into everyday issues. psychologically incorrect, we will talk about parenting. How did we get here and what are we going to do about it? Oh, not really. We know how we got here, hopefully, but how do we handle the enormity of it and all the ups and the downs and all the challenges that it is? Our topic today on psychologically incorrect. Hi, Lauren. Hey. How's it going? Good. I'm excited to talk about parenting today. Yeah, me too. Um, we're both parents, so we kind of, um, we know a little, you know, I don't want to say I know a lot, but I know at least seven years worth. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, you know a little too. So let's get into some things. I think this is an interesting topic. I think parents give themselves a lot, a, a lot of hard time uh, about being a parent and, you know, what the, all that entails. And man, it's a ride. It's a ride. I always say that if you've, I don't care who you are or how many, how much help you have, or whatever. If you've done, if you've, if, if you've been a parent, you've done a very hard thing. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, 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 it's quite a ride. Yeah. You know, you've told me that before. And sometimes when I'm in the thick of a hard parenting moment, I think mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And it helps me. <laughs> I laugh a little, feel mm-hmm. a little validating. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I think it's a helpful thing to consider and just say to yourself, like, yep, this is hard. This is really freaking hard. You use the word, like, the enormity of it. I think what's so enormous is, like, how the heck do I do this? Like, how do mm. I try to survive? How do I try to teach these people how to be decent people? Right. How do I like meet their needs? How do I meet my needs? I mean, they're just, enormity is the right word. There's just so much to it. And it is such a great responsibility. And there are so many moments of doubt and blind spots that you have to kind of wade through. Mm-hmm. What the heck do I do here? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. It is yeah. a, a highway for emotions and thoughts and distortions and anxiety and all sorts of things. But do you think that the the enormity of it, like, okay, I, I agree with you because I said it and uh, agree with what you said, but is, is that part of the problem is that we view it as this enormous task? Is that part of the thing that we tell ourselves that, you know, that this is an enormous thing, I've got to teach them so much that kind of fuels the feels the anxiety about it. I don't know. I mean, maybe we shouldn't use that word. Is that too strong of a word? I mean, would our parents have used that word, you know? Totally. Well, yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, certainly as times change, like pressures around parenting changes, you know, like my mom was one of seven. She had five brothers, God bless her. Mm. And my dad was one of five. And I would, and they like, they just like raised themselves. I mean, when you have that many siblings, like everybody just kind of like looks out for each other. Um, God, and I would love to talk to their parents now and be like, did it feel enormous to you? Or was it just like, Hey, watch him. (laughs) You're in charge. Watch him. You know? Um, 
I always ask my my parents about like what it was like growing up. I'm like, did you what what was it like? And she goes, we never went anywhere. I mean, what are you to take like nine people like yeah. <laughs> like a church van, right? Like right, right. We went out to dinner. Like why would we, why would we possibly do that? You know, right, right. Um, and so I don't know. I do, I do think that as times change, like um, the pressures of parenting also changes too because people have less children than they did back then and we have different struggles than we did back then. You know, life was simpler, you know, when our parents were growing up than it is now in some ways, I think, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And we, you know, um, it is interesting. I, I don't have stats on this, but it does seem like that, um, that people do have less kids. And yeah, I mean, your, your example of your own parents and, and my, my dad is one of, uh, one of four, and and my mom is one of four. Interestingly, my mom had all sisters, and my dad had all brothers. So coming oh, up, wow. it was very very symmetrical for me, and <laughs> my, <laughs> my understanding of you know how things yeah. are, are supposed to be. But um, uh, and then I have my myself and my sister. So that's there's some symmetry there too. It's never thought about that, but um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, but my, my grandfather was one of 10 or something like that. And, you know, it, it, when you go back in those, those further generations, it does seem like people had more kids and maybe that leads to sort of feelings of the enormity of parenting when you only have one or two, you know? Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't have stats on this, but I, I, I get the sense that people are having less kids and maybe that leads to sort of a more intense uh, scrutiny on what you're doing with your kids. Yeah. I mean, just in the evolution of society, right? Like there's, it feels like for us, there's way more pressure to get it right. Mm -hmm. Where like, you know, your grandfather, one of 10, like they were just like the farm hands. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, um, they weren't trying to teach them to read by age four, you know, sure. like, <laughs> sure. It's just different. Yeah. The pressure to, the pressure to get it right. And then you see things like, uh, what was the scandal a couple of years ago with those famous people? Uh, oh, the college admission scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Paying right. off to get, yeah. To yeah. get their kids into college. Yeah. Yeah. And then you people know, I think did it, not do that back in your grandfather's. Time. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was called a different name. It was just nepotism. And now you went to Yale and you're going to go to Yale. Yeah. 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 Maybe by a different name, but uh, yeah. And you talk to teachers today and they, they, you know, the parents are constantly yelling at the teachers and, you know, um, my kid didn't do wrong or whatever, or, you know what I mean? Kind of up their, up their butts about it. And when I go to school uh, conferences, I love it because I always tell the teachers, Hey, listen, I'm, I, I did it a couple of weeks ago with um, Maddie, my oldest, her teacher. I go, listen, I, I want to thank you for what you're doing. Uh, and I want you to know that, I'm a blame the kid first parent. So um, <laughs> if anything goes down, you know, you do what you got to do and you let me know and I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? So, um, and she Does was your like, wife agree. Um, you know, she was there. Uh, she didn't really voice any opposition. I think she agrees with that. Um, but, uh, but the, but the teacher was like, Oh yeah, cool. Thank you. And she kind of like waked at me. She kind of knew what I was saying, but, um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, where are we going to take this today? What do you want to talk about? What's what's? Uh... Let's. Uh, you came up with the title that I was like, hmm. I scratched hmm. my head at it. So why don't you share it and and tell me why you thought of that? 
Well, aside from trying to get something that people will be interested in and and uh, and clicking on and listening to, sure. Um, yeah, I, I, at first I thought you guess you hear this thing like equal parts this that. And I was like, no, it's unequal parts for sure. Unequal parts, joy, misery, and boredom. <laughs> I definitely get joy. I definitely yeah. get there are certainly are moments <laughs> of misery being a parent, but I'm really curious about boredom. Well. You know, and then I noticed, you know, it's not very symmetrical. There's like one good thing and then two bad things. So mm -hmm. maybe I should have put like something else in there, but everything sounds better in threes. But so let's not read too much into it, but boredom. Sure. Yeah. Where's the boredom I mean, though? Uh, you know, when I'm home with my kids, and I, I mentioned this too in some of our notes about like playing with kids, you know, and I think there is pressure, this is my guess, to play with your kids. And, uh, and I can't. Not that my parents did everything right here, but my dad, I don't remember my dad playing with me. You know what I mean? Like we did stuff together, but I don't know that he was, you know, helping me build Legos or something. Um, not that that's right or wrong, but, you know, um, but I, I don't like I don't really play with my kids too much. And again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But when I do, I quickly get bored because, you know, I don't like playing with dolls. Um, but the kids do, and they love to see me get down when I do do that and, and play with them and all that. I, you know, I just don't have the, uh, uh, the patience for it or, or the desire to, to, to play dolls, you know, I'm out, so I'm more likely to do something active with them or, you know what I mean? Something like that. And this it, is like, can I ask is, you a question? Yeah. Do you feel mm -hmm. badly about that? Like, do you feel badly that you don't like playing with dolls? No. Good. That's very healthy. <laughs> Do you think I should? <laughs> no, I don't. But I think some people would. Well, that's why I put it in the title. That's why I th said it like that. Because I think that people feel pressure to do these things with their kids and they don't yeah. want to do them. And then they feel bad because they don't want to do them. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I see this in my own household with my wife sometimes. And I'm just like, well, why, why play? It's boring. It's boring to play dolls because you're a grown up. And you don't want to do that. You want to read the news or you want to like take a bath or exercise or anything that's, you know, adult. And when the kids are like, hey, you know, I mean, how many times your kid come in with a drawing? It's like, you know, a kid's drawing and they're, and, and they're thrilled by it. And I, I will give them attention. And I was, oh my gosh, that's so great. No, but daddy, look at this. Look at it. Okay. I got it. Yeah, you know, I'm going to look at it in a second. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of, I kind of disagree, and here's why. Okay. I, I think it is completely okay to not like playing with your kids, and I think that just speaks to your personality and interest. And there are some people that really like it, and then there's mm -hmm. everything in between. And yes. I think that, um, I mean, like me personally. I kind of like playing with them. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, like the most expert, imaginative, like creative, mm -hmm. like, you know, should have been a kindergarten teacher level era play with children. Sure. But like, I think it can be enjoyable and that's okay. And I think you could take the same kind of like perspective of, um, you know, like there's some people that love the baby stage and there's some people that would be mm -hmm. like, please hand me a three-year-old. Like, right. I'm cool with a three-year-old. And then there's some people that are like, under five is a hard pass, but I yeah. love a, 
you know, five to 10 year old, whatever, mm -hmm. or, or like I speak the teenager language, whatever, what, you know, not everybody, you know, loves everything and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's kind of a general distortion that people get stuck in around parenting is that like, if I'm not good at it all, or if I don't like it all, then I'm a bad parent that I'm like letting my kid down or I'm not doing exactly job, or like appraising, like how we are doing with it. And that's just a totally unrealistic expectation. You have to like play to your personality. You have to play to your strengths. Like you have to kind of like give yourself permission to like what you like and don't like what you don't like. And if you hate whatever stage, it, if, especially if you hate the baby stage, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's so completely fine. And it's okay, you know, but in terms of why I like playing with my kids, actually one of my patients a while ago gave me the, gave me a piece of advice when my kids were very young, which is dress up with them every Halloween. And I'd be like, I told him a couple of times, and I saw this person for a while. So I told him a couple years in a row, I was just like, you know, it's not my thing. I'm like, I don't even really, I, I mean, I like Halloween, but I'm not somebody who like gets into like decorating and dressing mm -hmm. up. That's just not me. It's not my interest. And he kept saying it. And one year I gave it a chance and I, mm -hmm. you know, my girls wanted to dress up like Frozen. My daughter was Elsa, the baby was Olaf. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember how old she was, but maybe three or four. And she was like, daddy's gonna be Kristoff and you're gonna be Anna. <laughs> and I got Steve a Kristoff costume and I got myself an Anna costume mm -hmm. and I dressed up. I don't think we've ever laughed that hard. Oh, totally. You know, like we had so much fun. We laughed so hard. And I was like, I really learned a lot from it. I was just like, oh, when you cannot take yourself so seriously and laugh and have fun with them, like that's actually where it might be enjoyable. So I don't know. I guess I don't think it's all that boring. That's not where I struggle, at least. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it's not, and it's not where I struggle because I, I just tell them to go play and I do my thing. You know what I mean? And I come back around later. <laughs> when they yeah. when they went up yeah it's like it, it also made me think too is like what what do we what do we call play you know what i mean or like yeah. the, or the play that we like and we don't like you, you say play to your strengths or whatever and so like my favorite thing is when i'm i'll be like working on the garage in a project or something like that and my kids will come down like and then <laughs> it's so cute andrew will put on his tool belt you know what i mean and he's ready to go and then I'll give him a little saw, you know, like a real one. So he could try to cut, you know, through, you know, through something or, or Matt. You give your too. child a sharp instrument. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. You're, you're a fun dad. hundred <laughs> percent. You know what? I, I not, This isn't the reason why I would have done this anyway, but I remember seeing some brief clip of a documentary about kids in like, I don't know, Norway or something like that. It's some school or Norway where they start at like age seven or something crazy. And there's like real tools and they're really like playing. Around. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, what are they going to do? Like cut their thing and like saw their jugular or something like that. They're not, you know, they're careful. We have to trust them. So yeah, I give them hammers. I teach them what a screw is. I let them use the drill. Um, and this isn't all the time, especially when I'm sure. on, a, on a project. You know what I mean? I want to get my thing done, but, but that's the kind of play that I'll do. Or they'll want to like build this like, rudimentary swing between two trees okay here's a couple nails tied around this one. Oh, cool you guys got it to work you know what i mean using their brain in that way yeah um, and and like to say nothing about like wrestling around with them doing push-ups throw it i love to throw the girls around a little bit and andrew too just to get them roughed up a little bit and you know and that's not something what my wife will do because that's not one of her strengths i mean i've launched my kids 
<laughs> like in a pool or <laughs> on the bed or on the carpet, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Or like, um, we have this big yoga ball, you know, this, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're called, right? Those big, yeah, yeah, big balls. yoga balls. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God. In the winter time, I would just wind them up on the couch and just <laughs> <laughs> against the cops they go and it's a blast and they have fun. Now my wife would never dream of doing something like that, but you know, they get that from me. So I, I think what you said about playing to your strengths and, you know, sort of parenting in a way that gives you joy and that gives me joy. And they're not going to get the best out of dad when they're like, Hey dad, can you play dolls with me for an hour? No, no, I, I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> And but, but that's I, okay. But, but, but yeah, exactly. But I'm okay with that. And I think that's that okay. what you said earlier was some people get like parents will have a lot of pressure on themselves to do all these things. And when they don't want to do that, they're like, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? A good parent, you know, would, would do this. And I just think that's, like you say, very distorted and um, just leads to, you know, parental self-loathing about the job of being a parent. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think that you know, there's so many moments of being a parent where like your eyes could just bug out of your head. You know, you're like, what is life? <laughs> what am mm -hmm. I doing? How mm -hmm. did I get here? What the hell? What is mm -hmm. this? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so many of those moments where you could just like steam could come out of your ears at mm -hmm. the truly like absurdity of it all. And I think that if you can find those moments and laugh at them, there's so much freedom. You know, I saw once on like a Jerry Seinfeld something, he was saying, he had something where he was like, you know, when you're a kid and your mom takes you to the bank, sometimes you have no other option. You're mm -hmm. so bored that you have no other option that you must lay on the ground. Mm -hmm. You must, you must lay on the ground. There's truly no other option. And it's hilarious so, yeah. because we all remember that as a child. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've all found ourselves in those moments as a parent where you're like, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. laughing at them mm -hmm. is what makes it a little bit lighter. And you have to, otherwise you won't survive or you're going to be screaming at your kid and wanting to like beat them or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally, totally agree with that. Um, that's so funny to bring up Jerry. Se Jerry Seinfeld on parenting is also very funny. So mm -hmm. totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you just have to look for ways to have more fun, especially in the boring parts. Like I've told you offline how waiting for the bus is like the bane of my existence. But um, the other day I like got a soccer ball and I was like, okay, soccer practice while we wait, here we go. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, made these little makeshift goals and like, we found a way to make something boring fun, you know? And I think, I think that the creativity to do that as a parent is what will make it more meaningful and more enjoyable versus like my time versus your time, my wants versus what your sure. wants. Mm -hmm. And it's the, like, that's the struggle, right? My time versus your time, what I want mm -hmm. versus you want. Like, it's so easy to get into the battle of wills yeah. and looking for that like middle common denominator of like, okay, how can we, make this better for both of us um that's where i think parenthood parenting becomes less painful at times. yeah and, and to, to to go to flow go with the go with the punches uh go with the flow a little bit I, you know going on a long car ride is a really good example where you practice that skill you know because you know i get i go to cape may you know uh all the way from pittsburgh you go from philly so you're a shorter trip but i have to go all the way from pittsburgh 
And uh, we get to, you know, I live in uh, Upper St. Clair, and uh, this year we got to Dormont before somebody asked how long before we get there. Which is, um, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> so, uh, 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes. And then... <laughs> And then um, there's a there's Cape May Avenue, ironically, at the at the bottom of Dormont. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, we're just going to go there. We're just going to go to Cape <laughs> May Avenue and say that we did it. But um, but that's where you have to really use your creativity and, and like, how are we going to make this? How are we going to make this OK? How are we going to do this? And then then hopefully you have uh, some some tricks up your sleeve to make these things go a little bit easier because you have to be creative and um, we have to make this like say tolerable for both of us. Totally. Sometimes I don't know. You probably would say cartoons are boring and you don't watch them. Right. No, some of them are really funny. There's one. Um, Bluey? There's one. No, I don't know about that one. Oh, you don't know. Bluey. Okay. No way. Oh, Bluey. I thought you said Louie. Yeah. Bluey. Oh, yeah. I know Bluey. that one. Yeah, there's Bluey's one. parents are A plus, man. A plus. Really? See, I don't. What channel is that on? Netflix. What channel is anything on? <laughs> there's a couple on Disney. There's one on Disney. I, I, it's killing me because I don't remember it now. But the, you, it, these these writers know that parents are watching them, and they pepper in a little bit of of, of humor, humor there. And yeah, that's yeah. and the Disney movies do a great job of that. Thank God. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I just think it's funny because sometimes you watch those parents and cartoons and you're like, what does my life become? Am I those people? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right, but anyways. Um, I w- let's talk about um, uh, discipline a little bit. I, I, that's sort of the main title, but like, I don't want to get into like what's the best way to discipline or something like that. I guess I was just loosely thinking about how – how tricky this is when you get angered, uh, when, when your children make you angry. Now, well, yeah, let's say baseline. Your children will make you angry, and you should expect that. Like, right. manage your expectations there. Well, but let, were... can I take a step back for a second, though, yeah. if I interrupt you? So, I never like to say <laughs> I, I try not, I'm, I'm correcting my language. I try not to say when your kids make you angry because the kids aren't making me angry. My interpretation of what the oh, kids are challenge. doing in this moment is making me angry. Absolutely. You know, my as, feelings are mine. As good cognitive therapists try to do, we pick on language a little bit and we try to alter the way that we're thinking about it. So, this, but this gets so hard when, I mean, it, so much, so much of what we do with kids is a struggle. You know, we talk about the enormity of it. We have to teach them so many things. You have to teach them how to get dressed. You have to teach them how to get undressed. You have to teach them how to go to the bathroom, how to wipe their butt, how to wipe it sufficiently. Um, you have to teach them how to teeth. eat, how, how to eat properly, how to brush their teeth, how to do it long enough, how much toothpaste to put on. There's so much. And then you have to teach them how to communicate, what words to use, please, and thank you. Um, you know, Don't yell at me. Exactly. When I'm yelling at <laughs> That's funny. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's that, just to think of, that's why I say it's such a hard thing to do, you know, because we have to teach them things. And like a, a really good example, sort of a micro example is, but like when, when they're fighting with each other. And you have to model for them. You have to think to do this. You, at least I try to, is to say, okay, how else could you have said that? 
you know, try saying it this way. And then I model it for them. And I'm thinking, I have to do this. There's, there's no other way, like, unless they see me and Tiffany sort of go at it or something or have an argument, but that's, we don't really fight. So like, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many things. So I guess I was just thinking, just thinking about that generally, the way that we talk with them. Uh, this isn't necessarily discipline, but I guess where I was going with that was the way that we interpret it. So when our kids make us mad, that's how we generally say it. Mm-hmm. We are, I don't know, tell me what you think. I think the main cognitive distortion here is probably shooting. Okay. And the reason I say that is because, you know, when, when I've told them a number of times, you know, to eat their dinner, for example, and they're just, they continue to just like giggle and, and whatever. And, but we've got to go, you know what I mean? Or we got to go to bed or some, there's something pressing. It's like, no, the bus is coming. You have to eat. And then they don't, then your voice gets loud. And then they're making me angry because they should be listening because <laughs> they should be doing what they should be doing. And I think that's to me, to me, that's where I get hung up is uh, that I, I expect them to behave a certain way. They're, they're a child. They have their own agenda. Like you said about Jerry Seinfeld, I must lay down in the middle of the bank right now. And um, you've given me no other choice. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're describing is like, we're the protagonists in our own story. Like you have a very clear agenda as the parent and they also have their own agenda, which is often in conflict with yours. And I, we should expect them to have wants and likes and dislikes and to not want to do things because they are people. Sure. And so like so much of the struggles of parents is the battle of wills. Eat your dinner. No, I want string cheese, right? We have a conflict. Mm-hmm. I, as the parent, want you to eat your dinner and you, as the child, do not want to. Yeah. Of course, that mm-hmm. makes sense. That is logical. But like truly in the battle of the wants, you're going to have conflicts all day long. And I don't care if you are Mother Teresa, Mm -hmm. nobody can be that patient and that thoughtful throughout conflicts all day long. Ironically, she she was not a mother, right? No, she was not. Okay. Side tangent. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I mean, you should expect that, right? Like anger as an emotion, which is the main emotion of the shooting, Mm -hmm. anger as an emotion, like, the, the thing that prompts anger for people is when an important goal is blocked. Right. I have something that I want. That's my goal. And you block it. I will be angry at you. And I will tell mm-hmm. you, you should not have done that or mm-hmm. you should do this differently. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's all, it's all anger that drives it. And the anger makes sense at the presence of the conflict. So like, yeah, the shooting is big. And then the, the, the same thing that's going to happen on their end, you shouldn't yell at me. That's yeah. what they're going to be telling you. Right. You shouldn't make me eat quinoa or whatever else, whatever it is, you know, like you should play dolls with me, daddy, or whatever it is, yeah, you know, right. like they have wants and you have wants. And there's always that inherent conflict. And the shooting is going to be the big thing that comes because that's the one that's so linked to anger and wanting mm. it our way. Yeah. Yeah. I try to remind myself of that. I try to, when they're not doing what I want them to do. And like you said, there's a conflict and I, I've gotten called out on this in my wife a couple of times. It's like, I, the way that I talk with them is not always the best, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, 
like the, like an entreating them with respect kind of a, of a tone. You know what I mean? Uh, I get I get to the point sometimes where I say, no, you're going to do that. You know what I mean? And I'm not treating I'm not giving them the respect as another human being with their own with their own thoughts and desires. And so I've really been trying to work on I've, I've, I think I've been successful, you know what I mean? And to easing off that because I can't forcibly make them do everything they want. I'm not an author. I'm not, you know, that's what author, authoritative parenting style. I forget now at this point, but you know, and that's not how I do it, you know? Um, so you don't win every battle. You don't try to win every battle. You have yeah. flexibility, you know, you give them autonomy to make their own decisions, um, you know, to a degree. Um, but yeah. Well, I think what I would just say to what you've said is like, I think that's good insight on your part, you know? Um, but I also think that you should, no pun intended, <laughs> expect yourself to have your own emotional response. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, it is okay that you get frustrated because you're a person with an agenda. It's not about yeah. not getting frustrated because we cannot reliably control our emotions. What it is about is being thoughtful when your emotions show up. And if you do find yourself yelling at your kids, call yourself out. Hey, I'm really sorry I yelled at you. Mm -hmm. That It's just something yes. as simple as that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't expect yourself to not always, to not yell ever, because yeah. yelling is what happens when we're emotional. Mm -hmm. And you will get emotional. Yep. Because it's, there's a lot of conflicts, as I said. And so if you yell, catch yourself, own it, apologize, explain why you got mad. Like, uh conflict resolution skills. Like it's one yeah. of the most important things as parents mm. is conflict resolution skills. And we think that we shouldn't have to do it because I'm the parent and you should listen to me, but I mean, good luck with that. Well, and I, you know? I do think, I do think that's the more authoritative style or am I saying that right? Or what's the one that's good authoritarian or authoritative? I can't remember. Well, the, the, at least the more d demanding style, you know what I mean? I think yes, the more demanding. Yeah, that, that, you know, that's sort of like, you could, um, in like in a cliched way, say like the old school parenting where, you know, you sure. just listen to your parents and you just do what they say, you know, and uh, no, a hundred percent conflict resolution and going back and I, I've done that multiple times with my kids. Like, listen, I'm sorry I yelled. That was wrong for me to yell. I wish I wouldn't have done that, you know, um, and then have that discussion with them and treat them, give them the respect that, that, that they are owed as little human beings that are trying to learn and trying to navigate this household, you know, um, and, and what their needs and wants are, you know, and, uh, that's been a, that's been a, that's been a, you know, a work in progress for me, you know, and, um, yeah. um, you know, there's this DBT skill, it's called effectiveness and effectiveness is very simply defined as like, do what works mm -hmm. identify what will give you the results you want and do those things even if it feels illogical or you don't want it or you know mm -hmm. whatever like just do what works you know mm -hmm. so fighting fire with fire will create more conflict mm -hmm. de-escalating conflict will hopefully go to a more cooperative result so i would that's all what you're describing is like how do you be effective with your children while understanding like the balance of of power and like i'm the you know i have the maturity and judgment of being a parent and mm. you may not like my way but it's also really important for you to listen to my way so i can help you you know guide and teach you and learn and so on and so forth um 
so let's talk about some other distortions. Uh, one thing that I see all the time is that like jump to conclusions. My mm. kid did something bad. Therefore yeah. he's like mm. going to be a sociopath. Like he's mm. behind. He's the worst kid in the class. My kid's biting. Mm. Like we're going to get kicked out of daycare, whatever. Like we, we always jump to like the worst case scenario, which sure. then just escalates our emotions. And then we can't, be as thoughtful as would be beneficial for how to kind of navigate the situation. I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that totally. Uh, and then, yeah, some, some, something happens at school or whatever. And, and I, you know, I think that this ties into that need to get it right. That that's you know, that you referenced earlier is parents feel so much the need to get it right, you know, and they jump to conclusions about what, what every sort of little nuance means, you know, and I think that's why, well, that's kind of why I like a little bit more relaxed approach to parenting. You know, maybe things will be okay. You know, um, uh, we don't have to jump on everything that we see, you know, and I, I think it's important to be uh, as a parent uh, open to these ideas that we're distorting these, uh, using these distortions and jumping to conclusions is certainly one of them. Uh, what else did we kind of think about this all or nothing parent guilt? Um, what did you want to say about that? Yeah, I just like, I think that the fear is that like, if my kid's upset with me, then they'll hate me or the emotional reasoning would be the same. Yeah. If I feel bad, then I'm a bad parent. I see that mm. all the time, particularly with mom guilt. That's more my mom population. Guilt. If like, if I feel bad, then I am bad. Mm. If I feel guilty, then I am guilty. Then I have done something wrong. And right. sometimes our emotions are not indicative of the quality or, you know, how good of a job you're doing or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you just feel bad and it does feel bad. And that doesn't have to mean that you are bad. And that's true way beyond parenting. Way beyond parenting, but you, that the mom guilt is so strong too. Yeah. And that's a, that's, that's a huge element in that if you feel it, it must be true. And, and then there's rumination, you know, about it, uh, and, and, and constant, constantly going over it and not giving, not giving yourself a break. I think that's kind of why I was looking at boredom as in the title, you know, it's part boredom. It's part not to not get to, to admit that these things, to admit the ugliness, the underbelly of parenting, the, the, dis, the, the, the harder parts, you know, and I, I think this, this all ties into that. It's not, it's not easy. And we need to acknowledge that it's not easy for all these reasons and be okay with that. Yeah. And you're just going to have to like muddle through it because there's not a clear roadmap and there's not necessarily a right answer. You have to find the thing that works for you. But I think you have to also look at how our distortions then drive our behavior. So like, let's say you're working, you have two, you know, working parents that have demanding jobs and, you know, you feel really guilty that you're missing out on things. My guess is you may be tempted to be more like to set less boundaries than might be mm -hmm. helpful or mm -hmm. like to, um, be more permissive or buy your kids more things or let them play more video games because yeah. you feel bad because you weren't there. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think just kind of understanding the, like the trickle down of how our emotions drive our behavior, which then drive our parenting, which then drive our families. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I'm sure you've seen this too, when kids have behavioral problems, it, it is like poison in the family dynamic. Like mm. if a kid has behavioral problems and is acting out lots of tantrums, like real struggles, it becomes almost impossible for anybody in the house to relax, mm. you know? And I think so much about our thoughts and our behaviors affects that like person in the environment dynamic. Mm. And the, the more you can do, the more awareness you can have around these things, 
the mm-hmm. better you can manage all of this, manage your family dynamic and feel a little bit more peaceful in your home right. around parenting. Yeah, agree with that. Agree with that. Um, I think catastrophizing is another obvious distortion. My kid's having a hard time, therefore it won't get better. We're permanently stuck. There's no hope. You know? Yeah, or 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 with my own ability as a parent. You know, I'm never going to get this. You know, uh, you know, I'm a terrible parent. I I can't I can't overcome this, or I can't. I'm never going to stop yelling, or I'm never going to stop. You know, these other things that people get into, and uh, you can, <laughs> you can. Yeah. But we get so lost in that, and it's there's black and white dynamics here too. Well, you kind of mentioned that already, but. Um, but uh, what did you want to say about rightness, uh, rightness conflict? You know, I think something that like I see all the time with couples is that one person wants to do things one way. The other person mm-hmm. wants to do things the other way. And because the parents are in conflict about how to do things, then it just big old, big old mess, you know? Um, it, and, that, and it's objectively hard, right? Like mm-hmm. you are two different people who come from two different families, we're going to have two different ideas about how to handle things. And that's something that you have to um, negotiate with your parent, your co-parent, your partner um, to work together on this, you know, because if you don't, you can imagine the downward from there. Like your kids will split you. Go, don't go to daddy, go to mommy. Mm-hmm. Mommy will give you your way, right? Or mm-hmm. if I can get mommy and daddy fighting with each other, then I can go like play my video games in the other room and get what I want. You know I mean? I think all of these dynamics, that's what makes this so enormous is that trying to navigate it all mm-hmm. can create these like landmines. And those landmines then affect how your house functions, which affects how the kids relate to each other, how the kids relate to you and how you relate to the other parent. Yeah. You know, bringing up the point that, uh, many households have two adult brains trying to <laughs> do this thing called parenting and, and the different viewpoints. Uh, uh yeah. It, it, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have some differences with you and your husband about how you parent. I certainly do with my wife. Um, and we have to work that out, you know, and our kids know it too. You know, I'm, I have a, I like to say no, my favorite word, as we've talked about, and I have a whole song on the piano that <laughs> I sing to them and everything else. And it's a joke, but, um, you know, and then they'll sometimes try to split, you know, oh, man, we love to catch them when they split, you know, because it's like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Now you're definitely not going to get what you, you know, get what you want here. And, um, I'm taking a quarter from your piggy bank because you can't do that behavior, you know? So, uh, but yeah, to, to, to parents, um, you know, that, that just just speaks to how we got to get on the same page and you got to have these, these really useful uh, conversations with your partner about how you want to go about this. Yeah. I feel like one advantage I have is like, you know, my professional training and that I'm very accustomed to when I get mm-hmm. stuck, I'm like, well, there's gotta be some, something written about this. So mm-hmm. let me like, look it up. Let me figure it out. And I'm always in the mindset of doing that. And I think that one thing that I see with parents is that especially anxiety, I always use the analogy of like, it's like a black wall. Once we hit like an anxiety point or like a point where we kind of panic, Mm-hmm. It's like there's a black wall and we cannot see past the other side. Like I cannot, I, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And I can't 
I don't need, I can't even think about how to get unstuck. And, mm. you know, the one thing that I would recommend for any parent is that if you feel really stuck, push past that black wall and say, okay, what is the problem? How do I educate myself on mm -hmm. this? How do I reach out for help? How do I find knowledgeable sources to figure out how to come out on the other side? Because I guarantee whatever your struggle is, you're not the first person in the world that's ever had this struggle. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of resources to help you. And it's just about trying to figure out, okay, I'm stuck. What do I do? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to turn it into I have a bad kid or I'm a bad mom. And it's just not that or a bad dad. Like, it's just not that. It's mm -hmm. okay. We have a conflict. We have a struggle. We have a problem. Let's let's figure out how to get on the other side. Doesn't matter what the problem is. We just need to figure out how to solve it. How do we yeah. get through it? You know, uh, right. and that I just see that as such a struggle for people um, where they panic at I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And if you don't reach out for help, then you continue to not know what to do. You know, and you know, we 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 see our at least our patients in our office struggling with this and we can recommend something like that when we hear it. But yeah, it's, it makes me think, how do we get the word out more about space therapy, you know, and things like that. So people can get, you know, the help that they need and reach out. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's therapy, but sometimes it's just like, we'll get a book on it, you know, sure. like find some mm -hmm. podcasts, find something, you know, like talk to your mm -hmm. pediatrician, like ask around, yeah. talk to your friends, like my kid's doing this weird thing. Like have you ever mm -hmm. heard of it? Right. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that that's, that that's a really that's a really easy point that people get stuck that we could then get unstuck from. But you mentioned space, and I feel like one thing that's really worth mentioning about space it, that I love space is a type of therapy that you work with parents of anxious children to kind of change patterns. But there's this one philosophy that part where they talk about parents that are protective, which is they can't handle it. Oh my gosh, I need to make my kid feel yeah. better. They're not okay. I need to protect them. And the lesson that that teaches is, I don't think you can do it. I don't mm -hmm. think you can handle it, which, you know, in my opinion, is like the worst thing you could teach your kid. <laughs> and then there's demanding. Mm -hmm. well, sorry, what, what were you going to say about that? No, I just said me too. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I, the worst thing I'd ever want to teach my kid is I, I don't think they can. Like, I owe you can and we just need to find a way. Mm -hmm. um, and then demanding are the parents that are like, What's wrong with you? You should, the shooting, you should be able to do this. You should be able to handle this. You shouldn't be dealing with this, whatever it is. What does that, what does that create? It means your mm. kid's going to be mad at you. <laughs> like, yeah. Your kid's just going to be mad at you. If you're demanding mm. of them, they're not going to look at whatever their vulnerability point is. They're going to be like, well, my dad's kind of a jerk to me. Sure. You know? Sure. And I think just kind of understanding that basic dynamic can really change, you know, um, how you, yeah. how you approach this stuff. Yeah. We're trying to impart upon our children. Another thing we're trying to teach them is that they're capable human beings, that they can figure things out, even though when things are difficult and things are hard or when things are boring, you know, I know this is boring, but I know you can do this. I know you can handle this. I know you can ask for help. I know you could figure this out. You know, um, that's the, in, in a nutshell, how I normally describe space is, you know, um, that more encouraging talk and, and, uh, and less of, um, you know, the, the accommodations. Um, there's, yeah, there's, so a, I, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, there's a lot more we could say on this. I, you know, in our notes, uh, I, I, there's some things we didn't get to touch on today, but, uh, you know, there's a lot we can say on parenting. I think, you know, 
Uh, any any words of wisdom we want to end with uh, here today, Lauren, other than uh, you've done a hard thing? <laughs> you've done a really hard thing. Well, I'll say my favorite hack with parenting. I say this all the time. I always give people the advice. Well, I have two really good ones. My mm. first is get those foam earplugs and like put them everywhere. Put them in your car, in your purse, especially in your kitchen. And when your kids are screaming, just put, put them in. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> just put in those foam earplugs just to kind of like drown out the sound because sometimes that's like the worst part. It's just like so overstimulating that just like, I'm going to put in my little earplugs. Um, that's my funny hack. But the other hack that I tell people all the time, tell your kids, I'm not mad at you. Even when, and especially when, you're incredibly mad at them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because if you tell them, I am not mad at you, but what I want you to understand is you can't fight people. You can't hit your sister. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. like talk back to your teacher. You can't mm -hmm. steal money from me. You can't, I'm not <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> Whatever it is, even like no matter how mad you are, you're going to lie to them. And the reason you do that is because when you hear that someone is mad at you, doesn't matter if you're a kid or adult or whatever, you're going to get instantly defensive. And it is instantly disarming to say, I'm not mad at you because then they don't get defensive and they could possibly hear what you have right. to say. Yeah. And so by throwing that in, you actually have the ability to maybe like reach your child, which, you know, is helpful. So, um, the, I mean, you, you know, there's more to that, you know, timing, like, don't always address like in the middle of mm -hmm. the like burn it down moment. Maybe that's not, not the teachable moment, but when it comes to the teachable moment, diffuse the situation at first mm -hmm. by helping them not be defensive. That's my number one hack. What's your number yeah, one hack? It, well, just to add what you're saying there, that also reduces shame. You know, I think that mm -hmm. if, if some if, if you're told that you're uh, someone is angry with you, that can kind of go into shame pretty quickly. Um, uh, to, uh, we have to wrap up. It's, uh, but but I, I'll say why one. Um, my one hack is to tell them to go outside and play. Um, you oh, talked about good. like you talked about the um, or go play, go in another room and play. I'm trying to make dinner. You know, like you said about the. Uh, I don't know if you really wear earplugs, but um, I essentially do that by telling them to leave the room and go play. And you know, and that's great because nine times out of ten they do and they figure it out and it's fun and they've they've worked it out with their siblings or whatever. But I, I would say another hack is to let them argue it out. You know, don't jump in. Um, we didn't get to talk about helicopter parenting or bulldozer parenting or anything like that. Maybe we could do that some other time. But um, I love to watch them struggle. I love to watch them figure it out um, to back off the gas pedal. That's my other that, that's that's probably my hack is to back off because, you know, they have these big giant brains and they're trying to learn about the world and we've got to let them we've got to let them try. You know what I mean? So um that's a really, yeah, that's, that's good advice. There's nothing worse than the playground parent that's negotiating every, every conflict, right? No. no. Oh, pains me. All right. Sounds All right, good. Lord. Good talk. I'll get you later. I'll see you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Credit to our theme music to my brother, Andrew McLean. Please subscribe, leave a review and tell us what you think. All opinions are our own.